Today on the Tequila Collective, we talk about brand perception. So let's get into it. Hey, and welcome to the Tequila Collective. My name is Rob, and with me as always is my brother and co-host, Jack. That's me. That's you. Oh, hi. (laughs) Welcome to the Tequila Collective. Today we are talking about brand perception. Mm. This is this is kind of a, a big topic, Jack, that I think a lot of people overlook just uh, just because they don't think about it uh, all too much. But have you ever been in like a liquor store or even at the grocery store and walked down the the tequila aisle and saw a bottle of something and gone, I can't drink that. That's that's the cheap, gross stuff. Um it's funny. I almost feel the opposite. When I was younger, I used to walk down the liquor store aisle in the Ralph's in our neighborhood and I would see Jack Daniels and I would go, that's the good stuff because that's the stuff that's on TV. So I know that. <laughs> huh, that is actually kind of interesting. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny how consumers give these uh ideas or have these ideas about certain things based off their perception, whether it's, you know, that's what I see in advertising. That's what I've seen on TV or on billboards or, you know, people drinking in the movies, whatever it is. So it must be good. Or that's what I know gives me a hangover because I had it once in college and it's super cheap. So that whole brand must just be bad. Kind of like Captain Morgan. I've never had Captain Morgan. Uh, I had it once and that was the last time I ever drank it because it almost killed me. Right. But so have you had rum ever again? Nope. Because yeah. because of Captain Morgan. Yeah. So a lot of people experience that with tequila. And I'll, and I'll say that and I will tell people I hate rum, but I don't know anything about rum. Yeah. And there could be really good rums out there. But I had one really bad rum in the beginning, and that was the end of my rum journey. (laughs) Well, hopefully this podcast is giving people a little bit more insight into the world of tequila. Can't speak to rum. Um, I've only only had one rum, and it was gifted to me, and it actually wasn't that bad. Um, Was it gifted to you by a pirate? No. Oh, okay. No, actually one of my tequila drinking friends gave it to me. Not only pirates drink rum. No. Uh, But Captain Morgan was a real captain. Yes, I know that. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting perception about, of, of alcohol or anything in general, but obviously alcohol and tequila specifically. Um, hopefully, like I said, this tequila kind of changes the narrative for people. Uh, there's a lot of great tequilas out there that unfortunately I think are overlooked, particularly because of their brand name. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of a few. Uh, off the top of my head, but that's also the case on the opposite end of the spectrum. Why there are people? A lot of people who look at things and think they're amazing, and just because of their brand name, and they're right. really not. Right. You know, there are things that uh, I think, uh, like the episode we did last, where with the bottles, that's a big factor in terms of perception. People are going to look at bottles and think, "Oh, that's a fancy bottle of Don Julio, and it's expensive." I think that that's the one I want to drink, and it's going to be the best. But obviously, that that's totally manufactured and cultivated by the brands, like Big Tequila. Yeah, there, there's a re- <laughs> there's you can't a, trust Big Tequila. Yeah, there's a reason why they're doing that. There's a reason why their tequila is coming in a fancy bottle. There's a reason why every time you turn on, uh, you know, some some television show or some movie or whatever, like that's what the character drinks. Like, there's a reason why they're on billboards and that's what's front and center in the aisles of the liquor store where the tequila is like yeah. there's a reason for all that it's not like 
you know, Don Julio just happens to be in the middle aisle at eye level because that's just where they happen to place it in every single liquor store. Like there's a reason for that. It's kind of funny that you keep bringing up Don Julio because I honestly used to think that Don Julio wasn't a great tequila because it was so prevalent. Hmm. And it's, this is another funny factor. I used to think that Patron was a better tequila because that's what people had told me. Well, so I had no experience. I was just going off of what I had seen and what I had heard based on liquor store shelves yeah. and advertising. Because when you see a Patron commercial, everybody's having a good time and it looks like everybody's enjoying their drink, but you never see like a Class A Azul commercial. Well, that's you know? it's funny that you mentioned Patron because I feel like Patron is probably the biggest benefactor of like public positive perception. Yeah. And you know why that is? Advertising money. Well, that along with what we listened to growing up in like the late nineties, early two thousands Patron was <laughs> in songs. every rap song, like every hit. Like if yeah. they mentioned they were drinking something, they were drinking Patron or Cristal. either Patron or Cristal. Yeah. And that, that whether, whether they knew it at the time, that was like their biggest marketing that they could ever do. And I, and I don't even think they paid for any of that. Probably not. You know, they didn't, they didn't have like endorsement deals with these rappers. I mean, Crystal definitely did not pay them. No, but then, you know, things happened recently with Jay-Z and that's why he has his own uh, champagne line now, whatever. We, yeah, this is not a champagne podcast. Right. We won't get into it, but um, yeah. So it, it just, it's funny how public perception uh, can dictate whether a brand is successful or not, regardless of the actual product they're making. Yeah. And unfortunately, tequila is not uh, any different than any other industry. It it suffers from that just like any other industry would. Um, and if you can be on the favorable side of, of public perception, then that's great for you, even if you're not producing a great product and vice versa. If you're not on the favorable side, like you will struggle to stay in business, even if your product is great. But hopefully this show is shining some light on some some bottles of tequila and distilleries that you may otherwise never drink because I mean, you didn't know they were good. That's kind of our goal, right? We're, we're trying to get the, the word of tequila, the gospel of tequila, sure. you might want to say, <laughs> out to the masses. Because when we started this podcast, I didn't even like tequila. Yeah. And, and now we're not even that deep into these episodes and I'm I'm loving this. Yeah, you know. So let's uh, let's try some tequila. But before we do, let me ask you, Jack. Yeah. What is the worst, cheapest, grossest tequila you could probably think of off the top of your head? Jose Cuervo. Well, I'm about for to, sure. I'm about to change your mind right after this break. All right. All right, welcome back. So before we went to break, Jack, I asked you what was the worst tequila you could think of? Josie Cervo, Jose <laughs> Cuervo. And I'm about to change your mind, and maybe your entire tequila experience is, is was waiting for this moment. Blow my mind, Rob. I will, because what I brought to the table today is one of my favorite tequilas, a bottle of Jose Cuervo Reserva de la Familia. Reserved for the family. Reserved for the family, or of the family, really. Yeah, well. And this is, of all the bottles in my collection, this is one of the most special bottles for sentimental reasons. But 
it's also one of my favorite. I would say probably top three yeah. of my 50 plus bottles in my collection at this point. Um, there is a uniqueness to this bottle. Uh, there, there's something very special about this bottle. I don't, I don't know what it is. I've never tasted a tequila quite like this. Um, it, it's very unique. It smells different. It tastes different. It has like this subtle sharpness to it. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, but to the average tequila drinker, you see this bottle and you go, this is Jose Cuervo. This must suck. Well, here's the thing. When you took that bottle out of your tequila bag, which you bring on, on tequila podcast Tuesdays, I looked at you and I said, why the fuck did you bring a bottle of Jose Cuervo? <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to drink Jose Cuervo. I don't like Jose Cuervo. I've had Jose Cuervo before. It makes great margaritas, but why would you bring a bottle of that garbage to our podcast? And then you started explaining it to me a little bit and you've explained it a little bit now is that this is the exact reason why we're doing this episode because perception is completely different than what we're actually going to drink. Yeah. This is something that's supposed to be a magnificent bottle. What is it? It's an extra Añejo? Yeah. So this uh, this is actually, I'm glad you brought this up. That's It's an extra Añejo and you haven't had an extra Añejo. So this, this is going to be something special, which an extra Añejo, just for the our newer listeners that may not know much about tequila or not remember much about tequila from previous episodes, Extra Añejo is anything aged over three years, and that's wow. what this bottle is. So it's been sitting in a barrel for a long time. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, you did. I did? Yeah, you did. I did not remember that. <laughs> you did not remember All that. Right. <laughs> I guess I didn't. We probably said it before, uh, but we probably had too much tequila in between that time. Yeah. Um, so that's amazing. Um, when I think of Jose Cuervo, I think of just, like I've said in the podcast before, I think of like college and late high school parties. What's funny? I think of just handles of Jose Cuervo, like the giant jugs with a little handle on the back. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and what you're what you're describing is Jose Cuervo gold, which honestly exactly. is not even tequila because I think legally in order to be classified tequila, it has to just have 51% agave. Yeah. And in Jose Cuervo gold, which is what most college kids are drinking, is that's like... 51% agave, so it's not even 100% agave, and we haven't said this before on the show, but when drinking tequila, you only drink 100% Blue Weber agave tequila, and it'll say directly on the bottle, 100% agave, or some kind of variation of that. Yeah. So for those of you listening, only 100% agave, unless you want to have a horrible hangover the next day. <laughs> um, so that's what that's what you're thinking of. Jose Cuervo Gold is is literally like... It's like the soda of tequilas, basically, because you have this natural product of agave, but then they have all kinds of just like horrible chemical additives, and that's what gives it the the sugar content that makes it easier to drink. Somehow they say easier. It gives you that hangover. It gives it a color, and it gives you ultimately a hangover, um, and it's just horrible for you. But what's interesting is that on the Jose Cuervo website, they acknowledge that, and they say, quote, Maybe you associate Cuervo with spring breakers and college mixers, True. But, but this particular bottle is here to show you how misguided those stereotypes are. So even they know what their own perception of Jose Cuervo is, but this bottle is here to change that. Um, and they have other, uh, in the Reserva de la Familia line, they have a Reposado and a Platino or a, a Blanco. Um, or silver. Uh, I have the bottle of the, the Platino at home. 
Um, I think it's really great as well. Uh, but there's just nothing like the the is extra that bottle that came in that little blue box. Yeah, I got the yeah. little one. Yeah. yeah, the 375 milliliter, which is really cool. So um, I was about, it was actually interesting when you bought that bottle because I was like, really, you're all you're buying a bottle of Jose. Oh, I was so excited for that. But it's just now. I mean. We'll see. I, I'm so used to the garbage Cuervo. We'll see if I like it. Obviously, I mean, I should like it. Yeah, this, so really quick, I'm going to let you describe the bottle, but I just want to mention that this was a gift. This was a wedding present, actually, from my, welcome. From my, good, no. <laughs> from my good friend Roberto, who I, we've mentioned before on the podcast. He is the one he's he is one of two people that i credit for getting me into tequila um his wife is actually from uh, well they're both from mexico but his wife is from uh some part of jalisco where i think they she grew up like not too far from the herradura factory actually or distillery um but this is a meaningful bottle to me because it was a wedding present i've had it for several years since my wedding um and it's almost gone so I know how last episode you you felt like honored to be having my bottle of Classe Azul. You should feel honored that I'm giving you a, a small taste of this because I'm going to be sad when it's this when it's garbage, empty. Jose Cuervo. No, Shut up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's about to change your life. You won't be saying this after. All right. So I'm going to do the honors of describing this very special bottle, but Rob will be doing the pouring today because of the the uh the, special the, the lack of contents within the bottle. Exactly. That's we're we're, get, we're nearing the end. So originally this bottle would have been, it looks hand dipped in wax with green wax on the top, which is a beautiful touch. And it has a um, stamp in the wax, which is pretty cool. Yeah, It's a green bottle and it has all these little air bubbles in it. So it gives a perception of being handmade. I'm not sure if it is handmade. Um, it definitely looks handmade. And then it has this really cool label that is like the scene of what looks to be like the building where they would take the piñas to be roasted and crushed. Um, it's obviously like a painted or drawn scene, which is really, really pretty with like a agave painted behind it. And it says, uh, Jose Cuervo Tequila Reserva de, de la Familia, 100% uh, de agave extra añejo, Jose Cuervo made in Mexico. And then there's a little label on the front underneath that larger label. It says Reserva de la Familia embodies a family tradition that began in 1795 and has been handed down through the generations. Each bottle is numbered, dated, and wax sealed following the same handcrafted techniques employed by our first expert distiller when he, when he began producing this tequila. And then um, there's the bottle number and it is handwritten. And you can actually tell because the zero on this bottle is a little smudged. <laughs> um, so you can tell it's handwritten, which is nice. Uh, the back says, has another little label, just another little brownish colored label. Jose Cuervo wants to share the taste and aroma of its Reserva de la Familia. This sing singular tequila was introduced in 1995 to celebrate 200 years as the world's leading tequila producer. The family, family keeps the best of its tequila, aging it in a private cellar in New American, French, New Ameri New American and French oak barrels until this traditional art of Mexico has reached the highest standard of excellence. And uh, then just a couple of warnings and uh, labels on the back that don't really mean anything. And it's just, it's a really pretty looking bottle. Um, as I said at the beginning, I was concerned that it is a Jose Cuervo, <laughs> but after hearing your little story about it and reading the little story on the back and on the front, I'm excited to try it. Yeah. So thank you for giving your, the details of the bottle. Um, 
to me, you said in a previous episode, I can't remember which bottle it was. It may have been, I feel like it may have been the Casamigos bottle. Like it looks like the kind of bottle you would put a message into if you wanted to buy. Like this this, definitely came off a ship somewhere. This reminds me of like a kind, like a bottle that you would see like uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, like grabbing out of a cellar and drinking. Like that's the kind of bottle. This is the kind of bottle he would be drinking. Oh, that would probably be rum. Yeah, that's true. Not tequila, but rum. But still, that's the kind of bottle this reminds me of. Um, some facts about uh, Fun facts. the Jose Cuervo Reserva de la Familia Extra Añejo. I didn't know this. I found this on um, on a website while looking up some info for the episode. I found this on a website uh, that sells tequila. Um, and they say that the Extra Añejo is aged in oak barrels for, an, for up to three years but that the final blend includes tequila from the Jose Cuervo reserves that have been aged for over 30 years. So I don't know how reliable that is, but if that's true, I mean that it kind of makes sense. That would be, that's fucking awesome. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. That it can be that old um, of tequila and that age for that long. Um, One thing I actually wanted to add it. I was looking at these uh, bottles on, on the internet and it looks like they all came in like different boxes. Yeah, so I was going to mention that. So I'll mention it here since you brought it up. Um, every, I guess it's every year of production, uh, Jose Cuervo hires um, or commissions a Mexican-based artist uh, to design the artwork uh, for the box. Um, so I don't, I don't have the box with me. The box is at home. Um, so I don't know who the artist is uh, for this year. I believe this was a 2017 year. Um, and I'm assuming each year the expression uh, changes a little bit just based off, you know, natural factors of the agave and the distilling process and things like that. So I'd be kind of curious to taste this against a different year. I've heard that earlier years, like um, – I think like in the early to mid 2000s, like 2004, 2005, like those expressions are like out of this world, insanely amazing, which is crazy to think about because this is, like I said, one of my favorite uh, tequilas uh, of all the bottles that I have so far in my collection. Yeah. Um, A couple other things that they mentioned on their website. um, It's an award-winning pinnacle of, uh, of tequila. Uh, the finest 10 to 12 year old agaves are hand selected and only the most flavorful inner portions of the agave's heart is used to make the hundred percent blue agave extra Añejo tequila. That's a little interesting because what are they using the outer parts for? Well, <laughs> I don't think they're using them for anything, but the fact that they're using 10 to 12 year old agaves, that's more mature than the average, you know, seven year agaves that most other, distilleries seem to be using maybe that's just the ones that we've tried so far but that seems to be the consensus at this point um that it's usually seven to eight year old agaves this is using 10 to 12 year old agaves so maybe maybe they've tapped into something that's giving it that that little, little. clear distinct flavor that you pick up with, yeah. with uh the reserva um anyway let's get into this um and i feel like we've really built this up and and yeah i you good. know here's the thing also it's my first extra añejo so i love this jack i doubt you i would not be surprised if you don't like it all right and you're not gonna hurt my feelings either way also um, i don't think i could hurt jose cuervo's feelings because they don't give two shits about us no the other thing about jose cuervo is there's a whole long history with them and maybe i should mention this now is uh They've been they've been distilling tequila for I believe over 250 years at this point. 
Um, but Ho- on the back. Oh, it does. Seventeen. Oh yeah, yeah. Seven. Uh, what was it? Um, I can't. Or maybe it's on the front. Yeah, I can't find it there. Where, where did you see it? Give me the bottle. Oh, seventeen ninety-five. That's what it was. Yeah. So, but that's I think when they a little over two hundred years. But I think that's when like their distillery became like an actual distillery. They host so from what I know, and maybe Josie was making tequila before then. Well, maybe I'm wrong, but Jose Cuervo, like actual Jose Cuervo, the person, um, had to get permission from the king of Spain because he start he wanted to produce produce tequila commercially, and back then, when you know with monarchs, you had to get permission from the king. Mm-hmm. So he was the first person to get permission from the king of Spain uh, to produce tequila commercially. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, like Jose Cuervo is pretty much responsible for like the tequila, tequila. industry in a sense. Um, anyway, let's open this up and oh, I popped it a little too early. I'll yeah. pop it again. Still very quiet. Still very quiet. Um, I just love this stuff though. That's your glass. All right, this is my glass. I'm just gonna give a little taste because I'm I'm running real low. It seems like you're really going for it there, buddy. That's it's well, it's my bottle. Give me your glass. It seems like a lot. Usually, I don't even pour that much. All right. Well, it's my first time pouring. Normally, you're the pourer. I have a refined hand. Okay. 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 All right. Take all it right, easy. All right. All right. Use the towel. Give me. Let me wipe this off. Man, I'm excited for this. Wow, that is that is the darkest tequila we've had on the show so far. I'll just tell you, tell the listeners that. Well, it is an extra añejo, um, so it is going to be. Very dark. Um, it's uh, it's. How would you describe this color, Jack? Like this is not like I know just you the say. Amber. I know you say amber all the time, yeah. but this looks actually like amber. Oh, it does. Like amber. Like if you were trying to make dinosaurs again in Jurassic Park, yeah, you would true. you'd be pulling the mosquitoes out of this type of amber. That's yeah. how dark it is. Yeah, yeah. This is oh. it's a beautiful color. It actually smells more. Like alcohol than I thought it would. Hmm. It doesn't really smell like a reposado. Like reposado smells. Yeah, that's like your goat. Like you always fall back to reposados. Yeah, because you have like the most experience with those. Oh, it's very, it's very intense. It has, it's very complex. Yeah. I'm, I can almost smell that like it's been in oak barrels. You know, I can almost smell like oakness if that makes sense like i i don't want this to sound bad but it smells old it smells like wine <laughs> yeah it does doesn't yeah. it it likes it smells old but in like the best way possible it's so interesting it almost smells like a nice wine yeah yeah it's <sighs> i'm trying to pick up flavors but i'm getting i'm getting a lot of dried fruit because of like the wine relationship i'm picking up you definitely get like a like a wine smell. You get the dried fruit. I get like a like a cherry. I was gonna say more like, like a, a raspberry. I get like a dried cherry is what I'm picking up. Little bit of of oak, little like a hint of agave. God, it smells so much like wine, like cabernet. Really? See, I'm not a wine drinker, so I don't. I I couldn't. I couldn't pick it that. It smells up like cabernet, but not as sweet. Like a little more dry. So it's definitely like you know like a fermented. Grape smell. See, I'm getting like dried cherries, dates, a little bit of that like wine just from like knowing kind of what wine smells yeah. like, even though I don't drink it. A um, little bit of oak. Do we have uh, aroma little notes? A little bit of honey too. Let me see. Let me check online. It's true. It almost quick. smells 
it's interesting because it smells like what a whiskey might smell like, like a like a sweet whiskey. Yeah. But it also smells like like a dry wine, which is kind of like opposite of each other. So on this website that I'm reading, um, it says that it's vibrant. I don't know if these are flavor or aroma notes, but it says vibrant with a f- with a full mellow flavor combines floral, agave, vanilla, and this is what we're probably missing because I don't think you've had this, and I know I haven't. And cognac-like flavors. I mean, that's kind of what I'm trying to convey with like the whiskey scent and the wine. And the wine, it's, it's probably more cognac, which yeah. I wouldn't know. What, I need to have cognac. I've never had cognac. Neither so have I. We should. I should try it. Uh, to I should me, get us a bottle. now that I know that it has a little bit uh, like the the aroma or tasting note is supposed to be vanilla, I can smell, and it doesn't smell like vanilla. It smells like vanilla bean. Mm. Because like people will go, oh, you know, vanilla extract, but that's not vanilla. Vanilla bean yeah. is vanilla. And if you've ever had like really good ice cream, that's almost what I'm picking up. Like yeah. really good vanilla ice cream. Well, let's try it. Enjoy it. I hope you li- I hope you like it because this is one of my favorites. Salud. Oh, it's so good. I wow. Love, I just love this. Interesting. It is so good. It almost tastes like coffee. Really? Yeah. I can see that. Definitely get like a, like, um, kind of like, uh, oh, what is Taylor, my wife, drinks something. Uh, my wife. My wife. <laughs> she, uh, she gets like this. I love that. Yeah. She gets like this vanilla something coffee drink. And I can kind of see that now. I'd never thought about that before. I'm getting right. in the like almost in the, so my brain is so confused. Um, oh God, it's like it's earthy but it's sweet, sm- but it's no, the but, perfect but balance. But it smells sweet, but it doesn't taste sweet, and it and yeah. it tastes robust and almost like a fermented flavor, but but it's not overpowering and it tastes fruity. Yeah. It's like I'm just I'm so confused because I'm getting so many different flavors and sense but it's not it's great it's like so balanced <laughs> yeah it's like how do they balance all these flavors and it almost feels like they made this by accident and they're like wow we need to keep making that <laughs> you know but they must obviously know what they're doing yeah to me it's just it's like the perfect tequila because now i'm getting like pumpkin <laughs> like real pumpkin like like cooked squash huh so flavor notes i get um like I get like subtle plum, like subtle, like a little bit of stone fruit, like subtle plum, um, a little bit of like honey, like the sweetness of like, but like good real honey. But that not you, like in the flavor. It's no, like, that's what I'm getting. Like it, but it's not anything like you said. It's not overpowering sweet. But then you get like the agave. You get a little bit of earthiness, like almost like, like soil kind of but like in a good way like i don't know how to describe it's just it is so complex that it's hard to describe all i can say is that if you like an earthy tequila you'll like this if you like a sweeter tequila you'll like this if you like things that are like on the fruitier sweet side you'll like this if you like things that are just totally unique you will like this like there is no downside to this 
tequila whatsoever. It is just so Do other good. extra añejos taste like this? No. Does anything else taste like this? Not that I've tried. I mean, they're What like, about the smell? No. It's very unique. I'm, yeah. I'm like speechless. <laughs> it's so good. It's fucking Jose Cuervo. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's the thing. It's This is not an act. I generally am in I'm fucking confused. Like it's got so many layers. It tastes like so many different things. Mm-hmm. It smells like so many different things. It it smells like five different alcohols combined into one that made a perfect alcohol. And then it tastes like it, like nothing I've ever had before. I mean, because yeah. I've obviously never had anything like this. It's I'm like, so impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's if I could afford it, I would only have this in my liquor cabinet. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome and. The the thing to me is so smooth and it tastes different every time. Yeah. And the best part to me is it's like what it is. I don't want to finish my last sip. <laughs> no, don't finish it yet. What it is to me, because I'm not giving you any more. I know. I'm not. I'm like, what I'm it is to me, it. it's like the thing that I love to eat that gives me like so much joy to eat is like a cinnamon roll. Yeah. And for some reason, like it doesn't taste like a cinnamon roll, obviously. But I could drink this and feel like comfort. <laughs> That's how good it is. Well, it's like it, it's another thing. It's so smooth on your palate, and it doesn't burn, but it warms you. Yeah. Like I feel, and I obviously know that's the alcohol warming my inside, obviously. But I feel like almost illuminated. I don't yeah. know if that makes any sense, but it's just it's fascinating. Yeah, it's just so good. Anyway, let's give it a rating. You want me to go? Now, now I'm smelling cedar. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. Let me smell your glass. Still getting it. That? Smells like cedar and lemon and yeah. like. I don't even know. Oh yeah, I'm just so confused. <laughs> yeah, it's just delicious. All right, you want me to? You want me to go first on the rating? No, I'm gonna go first. All right, well, let me. You, you'll spoil spoil it because I yeah. know what you think already. Well, let me remind our listeners: uh, our rating system is zero out of ten, zero through four for the aroma, zero through four for the flavor, and zero through two on the presentation or whether you not whether or not you would recommend this bottle to a friend of yours or tequila drinker in your life. Uh, so go ahead, Jack. I know you like to start with the presentation of the bottle first. So right, zero so- out of two presentation it if you're used to the normal Cuervo bottle before you start I should have I should say I should have brought the box because it comes in this box well, now that like, I know what the that's box awesome. is awesome like so I'm gonna I actually am gonna give it some points for the box because the boxes are pretty cool yeah um, I just looked at like 20 different boxes and they're they're pretty interesting um the bottle I'm not a huge fan of the actual bottle I don't like a green glass bottle but I'm not gonna subtract points from that because i love the wax detail on the top like i've always loved maker's mark and i liked their hand dip wax and this is this a similar aesthetic but it's green and green is like my second favorite color so that is nice okay um i love the wax seal the little stamp on top which is amazing the label is beautiful it obviously was designed by somebody who knew what they were doing um and i love the story i love i love knowing now that Cuervo is something that is steeped in tradition and that they do make a terrible tequila that is made for the masses, but yeah. that they really do know what they're doing. Right. And that this is something that you can, I mean, you could be proud to own this bottle. Like oh, it yeah. seems like you are, you are proud to own this bottle. I love this bottle. Um, 
it's not something I would display like on my shelf, like the like the last episode, Class A Azul, just because it's not something that looks amazing. Here's the thing, but the the tequila drinker that comes over, though, gonna they're going to be like, and that's what I was going to get to. Yeah, they're going to be like, the, oh yeah, the guy, guy the guy up. or girl who knows, they know. Yeah, and um, so that is one case to be made for this bottle. I do love it. I think it looks great. I'm going to give it a one seven um, for presentation. Okay, one um, seven. Just knowing what's inside. That's the only reason. I mean, the seven, the one seven is, it's just, I like to really be able to see, and you can't really tell how dark it is um, from, from the glass bottle. You can't really tell how dark the liquid is inside. Yeah. Which now that I have it poured out and I get to actually see it, it's, it's a really inviting, pleasing color. I mean, I could have made that argument for the class A as well, but I just love the class A as well bottle from last week, but that's, that's a different story. Um, Aroma and, it just smells like something different every time. And it smells like something good every time it never smells bad or hasn't smelled bad. Yeah. And it just keep, keeps opening up into a different flavor. Now I'm getting like, like almost like deep cinnamon <laughs> and not like artificial cinnamon, like, like really beautiful fresh ground cinnamon. Um, I'm going to give it a three, eight. Okay, so three, so one seven and three eight. Yeah. What about the flavor? Um, that was my last sip. It's gone now. Um, until next bottle. Until the next bottle. I'm gonna give it a three eight. Wow. Yeah, this is amazing. Wow. So that brings you to a nine three. The complexity, um, it's just beyond anything I imagined when you took that stupid Jose Cuervo, Cuervo bottle out of the out of your bag. <laughs> So that's a pretty that's a pretty solid score. So, I would tell everybody I know to get a bottle of this if they could swing it. Yeah. So for me, like you already know, this is going to be a high score for me. This is one of my favorite bottles. I would say this is probably this is easily top three, if not top two bottles. Like I could almost say this is maybe my favorite bottle. Yeah. Um, for aroma, like I absolutely love it. I like this is going to be quick for me because I already know how much I love it. Um, I'm going three seven on the aroma. All right um on the flavor i like it's just so good i like i I, honestly like i i feel like i may be biased but i mean at the same time like what am i biased towards like i've had a lot of tequilas yeah i've had this bottle i mean it's almost gone i've had it for three years now i didn't even open it for like the first year that i had it because i didn't like i didn't know um but for the flavor i'm giving it a three seven as well like it's just that good um and then for the bottle presentation and whether or not I recommend it, uh, I will say it's not the fanciest bottle. Um, the only thing that I really don't care for though is the like the green color of the glass, but at the same time, I can't picture it being clear or any other color. Like it to me, it has to be green. Yeah. Um, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and, and because of that, um, it comes in a beautiful box, like the presentation, like it is a gift. Like if you, if, if you're getting this, like you're getting like a whole experience of, yeah. of tequila in like this beautiful box that's painted and, and you know, this awesome bottle and it comes wrapped in the, in the uh, like tissue paper. Like it's, it's awesome. And because of that, I'm, I'm giving it a one nine. Yeah. Like I'm only taking a point of a one, uh, a tenth off for the for the green glass. So that's a nine three. So that's a nine we're three. Exactly at the. That's the I think same the first level. time we're at the yeah. same level. Um, it's it's 
pardon my uh, my Spanish, but it's fucking amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Is is right? And uh, yeah, we are we're short on time, so we're gonna wrap it up there. I but do want to say one thing quickly. Do not judge uh, tequila by the label. No, buy buy tequilas, try tequilas, and and give tequila's a chance yeah this is definitely a bottle that you uh you should you should try yeah and i not even try you should own this bottle if you're a tequila drinker you should own this bottle because i remember when roberto gifted it to me i even said to him like jose cuervo and he was like dude if you're gonna drink tequila you you gotta drink this and he was right because it's by far one of the best bottles i've i've ever owned And I honestly can't wait to get my next one. So um, that wraps up today's episode of the Tequila Collective. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Instagram at the underscore tequila collective. uh, And wherever you are listening to our podcast, excuse me, uh, please make sure to leave us a five-star review, subscribe to our podcast, and share it with a friend. And we will talk to you soon. Bye.